What's the secret to your hair, Dr. Lisa? I get that question so much. And what I have changed recently is using my Nourish Collagen Peptides from the Nourish Balance Thrive line. As you know, before I ever put my name on anything, I test it out for months. And so therefore, I have been using this product for a long time before it ever became available to you guys. Why am I loving this product so much more than any other ones that I've ever used? A, this is grass-fed collagen. So if you are dealing with post-COVID hair loss, if you are dealing with a Hashimoto's diagnosis or a hypo or just low thyroid diagnosis and you're losing your hair, or maybe you're noticing your hair just isn't as thick as it used to be when you were in your 20s, right? There's so many of us noticing that. You might want to add some collagen into your routine. And the Nourish Collagen Peptides is from grass-fed cows, so you're going to love that. You're not going to get all the nasty hormones or whatever else that might be in conventional products. I am always looking for the cleanest source available. What else? If you're looking in the mirror and you're noticing those laugh lines, or if you can pinch your skin and it doesn't like rebound back as fast as it used to, that means the elasticity of your skin just isn't there and we want to rebuild it, nourish it so it can thrive, right? So the Nourish Collagen Peptides will do just that. And obviously as a chiropractor, I love this because it is good for your joint health as well. So Nourish Collagen Peptides has type 1 and type 3 collagen peptides in it, which are great for, like I said, hair, skin, and nails. So if you are dealing with laugh lines or thinning hair or creaky joints, you're going to want to grab a container of the Nourish Collagen Peptides. You can mix it into your smoothies, into your coffee. You can mix it into like your brownies if you're eating that drlisao.com, click the shop link or click the link below. An Ironic Media Production. Visit us at I-R-O-N-I-C-K media.com. Hey there, Rockstar. I'm so glad you're here. I know you've been struggling for a while, trying to figure out why things just aren't changing. I've been there. I get you. I see you. I know how hard you're trying. I'm here to let you know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm here to teach you the simple steps to becoming that healthy, vibrant, best version of you. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. I am so excited to have my friend, Dr. Amy Horniman, back with me today. She's the thyroid fixer, and we're going to talk about keto and thyroid because This is why Amy and I are such great friends is because we both follow keto. We have very similar thought processes on a lot of the stuff. And if you're dealing with a thyroid issue, you're going to be told by people like, oh, you can't do keto. We're going to talk about why you should be doing keto. And we're going to bust through those myths on why keto, when people sit there and say that keto is so bad for T3 and all that stuff. So I want to go down all of these little avenues and talk with Amy about that. And we'll just see where else this conversation goes. Amy is the thyroid fixer. She is, as you will see, a woman on a mission to optimize thyroid patients around the world and give them their lives back using her proprietary transformational program, The Fix Method. She is also the founder of the Institute of Thyroid and Hormone Optimization. After her own experience of insufferable symptoms, misdiagnosis, and improper treatment, Dr. Amy set out to help others who she knew were going through the same set of frustrations and who are on the same medical roller coaster. She grabs your hand. She gives you answers about your health that no one has told you and gives you the actual tools and personalized treatment to fix you. What makes her program unique is the extra support and accessibility that you can't find anywhere else. 
That's the transformational journey with a focus on optimizing the thyroid and hormone function and thus optimizing her patients. Dr. Amy looks at you as a unique individual and not just lab values. She examines all factors that tie into thyroid dysfunction and thyroid symptoms, and she fixes you to give your life back. It is with tough love that she does this, but she is spectacular. She is amazing. She's become one of my closest friends over the course of the last several months. I'm going to give you all of her links for her podcast below. You're going to want to find that on Apple or whatever podcast listening platform that you listen to. You're going to want to follow her on social. So make sure to check the links below. Welcome back. I am so excited to introduce my guest to you all today. I have somebody who's really become a really great friend too, but this is Dr. Amy Horneman and she is the thyroid fixer. She's got an amazing podcast, such amazing information, and she has everything about thyroid. So I decided to bring her on because we all know in the keto world, they always say you can't do keto because <laughs> it'll kill your thyroid. <laughs> so Amy and I are going to talk about those myths today. So Amy, welcome to the show. Hi, Dr. Lisa. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. And you're so right. I mean, there's so much out there about don't do keto and if you have a thyroid problem. So I'm so happy we are breaking the myths today. Yes. Together. Yeah. Let's do this because even like recently I have seen a couple different issues with myself and it was funny because everybody came to me and they're like, Oh, it's because you're keto. <laughs> and I was like, thank you for trying to tell me what's going on with me, but it's really not because if you know me and we're both the same way, like we cycle keto in and out yep. and you guys will all see this throughout the summit where we're talking a lot about going in and out of ketosis. And this is where something, you know, later on as you are more fat adapted, right? Like I had somebody recently reach out to me that, that had just started keto and thought they were time to cycle carbs two days in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mistake number one. <laughs> yeah. So let's not do that. We're not cycling carbs immediately folks. <laughs> right. So, all right. So let's just deep dive in. What are some of the common things that you see, especially with keto? I know you have a really great way on doing keto mm -hmm. on telling people, you know, again, you're, you're a cyclical keto person yep. as well. So let's, let's just deep dive in right into it. Yeah. So with the thyroid, so let's say you have hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's and if you're listening to this and you have a thyroid problem, you've definitely dove into Dr. Google searching for the perfect diet for you. And I'm sure you found both sides of the fence. Yes, do keto and low carb or no, because it will tank your T3. So T3 is the active thyroid hormone. And that's what we want. That's oftentimes what we supplement with. We give you T3 medication. We'll give you NDT, armor thyroid, NP thyroid to replace thyroid hormones that are no longer being made by your thyroid gland properly. So we want to get those levels optimal. The big thing, the big myth surrounding keto and thyroid is that if you do keto, it will tank your T3. So let's just start there. And then I'll get into how I like to cycle keto. The myth is kind of right. Only if you do it day in and day out, I'm talking under 20 grams of carbs, for weeks, months, years on end. And it really would take a good probably six to 12 months of less than 20 carbs every single day for you to start nudging your T3 downward where you might notice a dip in your T3 levels. Now, listen, if you're on medication, we just kind of adjust your dose. So it's not even, I wouldn't even call it detrimental to do keto for long-term because even if it lowers your T3, we just add it back in. But let's just say, okay, we want you 
to have a good optimized T3 level. We don't want you to tank it on purpose. So just don't do psycho keto day in and day out for a year and you will keep your, your T3 levels at an optimal place really and, and an optimal level. And in doing cyclical keto, so I call it keto for the week, where you are in a state of ketosis, a state of fat burning through the week. And then on the weekends, that's where you come up out of ketosis. And we don't come up out of it, like you said, in two days, we don't come up out of it with a binge where you're going to go out and eat pizza and donuts and ice cream. You come up out of it with healthy carbohydrate choices where you're just nudging those carbs up a little bit So your body goes, all right, this is cool. I'm getting enough carbs. It's in the form of good carbohydrates. I don't have to tank the T3. I don't have to put this person into a survival state where we're holding on to everything, every fat cell for dear life. The the carbs are going up and down and that's cool. And that's what's going to keep the T3 levels optimal and keep your metabolism up, but yet keep you in a state of fat burning. Because let's face it, if you have hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, you're struggling with the weight loss yeah. and you're struggling to find the right plan for you already. So this is where it comes in. And we can talk about a couple other conditions that are associated with hypothyroidism too. But that's really the key is, is yes. to do that cyclical keto, not right away, let your body right. get fat adapted, let your body get into a state of ketosis and then come up out of it gradually. Well, and I love that because I'm always that person that goes back to how did our ancestors live, right? If you think back, like, yes, they were in, in keto and this is our body's fat, you know, fat adaptation, just basically to a lower input of carbohydrates during like the winter time, et cetera. But the deal was, is our ancestors weren't in keto for 12 months out of the year. Like they were in and out because again, what grows like in, in a plentiful harvest time period. So exactly following innately how our body should be dealing with it this way. But let's talk about some of the different conditions too, because I think a lot of times, you know, keto is such a great, just by doing a whole food keto plan. So great to pull out some of the inflammation, right? And especially if we're dealing with an autoimmune issue like Hashimoto's, typically we're really inflamed as well. So we're, it's a win-win on both sides, especially. And I just hate it when people do, you know, like you just said, the Dr. Google and they're like, well, this, I shouldn't be doing this because, you know, Google said it's really bad for me. Right. right. We hear it all the time too, right? Like how horrible Oh, keto is just bad. Like overall people will always say it's just so bad. That's that keto acidosis is horrible. And I'm like, well, keto acidosis is totally different than being in ketosis. It's two different situations, folks. So yes. Two different things. Yeah, totally. And it infuriates me when people say that keto is bad for you, because if you look in the medical literature, mm-hmm. you can literally type in keto and, and I know we're not going to get into like keto and cancer and Alzheimer's. I'm sure some of the other guests dove into that aspect and the benefits of keto, but keto and insulin resistance, people, mm-hmm. if you have hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's, there is a 99% chance that you have insulin resistance because the thyroid gland is the master gland. That controls insulin regulation and glucose regulation. It controls all of your sex hormones. So we see, I see with my patients easily nine out of 10 have insulin resistance or they are full-blown type two diabetic. And it's because the thyroid gland is dysregulated. It's starting to throw off their insulin and blood sugar levels. And I'll even have people come to me that says, well, you know, I eat really clean, but I can't lose the weight. It's like, well, okay, hold on. We have to optimize your thyroid first and at the same time, get you on a low carb ketogenic diet 
so that everything is working together so that we can lower that insulin spike, lower your blood glucose. And now with your thyroid gland working and actually giving you a metabolism, that lowered insulin levels, which will lower your inflammation as well, allows your body to actually tap into your fat stores for fuel instead of relying on the glucose that you're constantly right. putting into it, which is just over spiking your insulin, raising your blood sugar, and literally sending you one step closer every single day into type two diabetes. Absolutely. And then you're also always dealing with these blood sugar ups and downs and everything else and the hangriness that goes with it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I really just love like when, when we're metabolically flexible, when we're in ketosis, like it's, so just, it's a beautiful thing. Right. And so just to be able to, for the brain clarity, et cetera. So what are some other conditions that people can, can experience this stuff with, like you were saying earlier, when it's hypothyroid Hashimoto's and what other conditions would you say? So really tanked out hormone levels. So let's, yes. let's look at testosterone, right? Testosterone is vital for males and females mm -hmm. and optimal levels of testosterone is very vital. I see many, many patients, hypothyroid Hashimoto patients, with low testosterone levels. Again, I would put it at around 80%. Whether you're male or female coming to me, 80% of the time I see less than optimal. Now you might not get flagged, you might not get that little H or the red on your testosterone level, but when we look at it from a functional optimal standpoint, it's low. Testosterone is needed for fat burning, it's needed for motivation, it's your get stuff done hormone. It's, it's, the, it's the hormone that lets you power through the day and have motivation to go to the gym and work, and cook dinner, and mow the lawn, and take care of the kids. That's what, and give you a sex drive. So that is what is helping you burn fat and be motivated through the day. Again, whether you're male or female. When testosterone is low, we look at fat in the diet because testosterone needs cholesterol, it needs good fats. So oftentimes I will see low testosterone when someone is doing a low fat diet. And the way that we get that up, in addition to you know supplementation and making sure different nutrients are optimized, we increase your good fat intake. What is a good fat diet? Keto, right? <laughs> we do keto to increase testosterone levels, and then again, that works so beautifully with optimizing the thyroid because now you have a double metabolism. Now you have more metabolism and ability to build sexy, lean muscle mass and the ability to burn fat because we got your testosterone levels raised. And over here, we're optimizing your thyroid. That's giving you a better metabolism as well and actually giving your cells ATP for energy production. So it works in conjunction together to really get you into that fat burning state, give you energy, give you motivation, give you a sex drive and just make you feel better and confident all the way around. But it, testosterone needs fat. Yeah. And let's talk about the good quality fats, because I think that's a big mistake that is made a lot of times with keto. People will grab a lot of uh, the canola oils and that type of stuff too. And we really don't want to do a lot of the refined, like I want the good quality fats. So butter, right? I know a lot of times people will say, well, you know, <laughs> they'll, they'll talk with me and they know I don't do a lot of dairy. Right. But right. butter is my exception, especially when I do my carnivore stents. Right. But otherwise coconut oils and avocado oil and that type of fat, what else would you say for that within there for people to add in some good fats? Because we don't want them throwing in canola oil and soybean oil and all of that. No, no. no. And you know what? There's so many oils to cook with today. I mean, you can yeah. cook with coconut oil, but if you don't like yeah. that taste, Go to the, go to lard, go to yeah. pure beef lard, grab some ghee, use avocado oil. You can use some olive oil, just not with high mm. heat cooking. Right. And then grass fed meat. So again, that difference of the Atkins diet back in the eighties, mm -hmm. 
versus the true ketogenic diet of today, another reason keto gets a bad rap is because people do the dirty keto. They do yeah. the Walmart bacon and beef and, and it just has bad fats in it. That's where you get a really high amount of omega-6 fats. If you do grass-fed meat, if you do wild-caught salmon, you are getting these beautiful omega-3s in the meat. So in addition to having a beautiful source of amino acids, high quality protein, you're actually getting omega-3s in that meat to balance out the omega-6s that are normally pretty prevalent in our diet. And with you just saying that with the dirty keto, let's go down this route because so often when we're not buying organic products, when we have all of the, you know, it could be all the dairy, it could be the beef, it could be the chicken, but they are so pumped full of estrogen. And as you were talking about testosterone, obviously we're going to see some huge sways within our own <laughs> hormonal spectrum if we're doing labs that way. Right. Yep. So we absolutely, and this is why I'm such an advocate of doing organic pro or, well, organic produce too, but organic all of your animal products because we don't need any more excess estrogen into our diets. Whenever you see low testosterone, we normally see high estrogen, again, male and female. Mm -hmm. So I always say we're, we're kind of becoming an, an estrogenic nation. Yeah, we are. If you look around and just go ahead, go to Walmart, sit at Disney, go to, go to a mall and sit there and watch people walk by you. Men, you will see more man boobs. You will see wider hips. You will see excess belly fat that is estrogen. Mm -hmm. And then even for the women, a lot of times, if you're struggling with hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, you'll be in this estrogen dominant state where that's adding another layer of struggle to lose weight. You're going to be holding water. Your hair will start to thin and fall out because it, high estrogen is just about as low estrogen. Mm -hmm. And nine times out of 10, like you said, Dr. Lisa, it's the fake estrogens that are coming in, pushing that estrogen level up. It's the xenoestrogens. It's the, mm -hmm. it's the, the hormones that are injected into the meat. It's the microwaving in the plastic. It's the excess alcohol intake. And that just jacks your estrogen up so high, but it's fake estrogen. It's not the bioidentical built into our bodies that good for us estrogen. Oh, I, yeah. Such great information because it's such, I see people all the time that it's like, why would I pay so much extra for organic produce for organic beef, organic, whatever it is. And I'm like, to be honest with you, you're going to be spending a whole lot less dollars at the medical community down the road. Right. And we've got to like, we've got to clear this stuff out. So even, um, I'm just going to throw it out there. Like if you've got soy in your diet to get that out regardless, cause I know people will do, they'll throw certain things in there that way, way too much estrogen, especially if you're a guy that's listening, don't do it. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. And soy and thyroid do not go together. So. Oh, thank you for saying yeah. that. That Thanks. is so huge. Let's talk about that because I have some people that will fight me on that one. And I'm like, no way with the goitrogens. I'm not going to, I'm like, I'm not going to lose this argument. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I do not even recommend the non-GMO no. soy, right. you know, because people no. be like, well, it's non-GMO. It's not genetically uh -uh. modified. I go, no, don't do it. Listen, uh -uh. if you want to go out for sushi, and you want to use a little bit of soy sauce. I mean, try to uh, try to get the gluten-free soy right, sauce, right? right? Especially if you're autoimmune, you want to go gluten-free. But go ahead and use a little sprinkle. That's not going to kill you. But if you have soy milk and soy protein powder and you're eating tofu and edamame and the fake beef, fake chicken <laughs> patties that are out there, that is loaded with soy. Mm -hmm. And you are going to damage your thyroid, even if you have a healthy thyroid you are going to downregulate your thyroid hormone production by eating too much soy. You're going to increase your estrogen 
that interferes with T4 to T3 conversion in the thyroid gland. And then on top of that, if you're on thyroid medication, forget about that being absorbed and working properly. If you eat a lot of soy, it's not going to. Mm-mm. It is goitrogenic. It will actually downregulate your thyroid from working properly and it will prevent that thyroid medication, the thyroid hormone replacement therapy that we're giving you to replace the thyroid hormones that are no longer being properly made. It's not going to let that get into the cell. So now you're going to be like, oh, wait, I'm gaining weight, but I'm, but this is what I'm eating. I'm eating just a little bit of soy and I'm eating tofu because I th- heard it was healthy and I got some edamame over here. And it's like, no, you're damaging yourself by, by eating that much soy in your diet. And check your protein powders, right? I have had people argue with me over the soy discussion. And I have seen women that you probably have seen this too, that used all of those soy. I can't even think of the brand name for, um, just for hot flashes. Right. And so they did that, right. So they got their estrogen high. So their hot flashes stopped. They wrecked their thyroid glands. So, I mean, but again, 20 years ago, that was, everybody could buy it over wherever store it was because supposedly it was this great thing. It's funny how just things transition over the next, you know, 10, 20, 30 years, that type of stuff. What other great information do you have to share with everybody listening about keto? We know it's not going to wreck your thyroid, especially ladies. Like we know we have talked so much about cyclical uh, keto. We've got to do that. But if you're initially getting into ketosis, you want to kind of get there, get fat adapted, get, get a routine going, and then we can start cycling carbs. But what else would you say to them? You know, and here's the beautiful thing. When you are fat adapted, when you have your, your thyroid glands optimized, your hormones start to balance out and you really are fat adapted. It is such a beautiful thing because you can enjoy life. Mm-hmm. So even if we're taking you through, you know, keto for the week, you come up out of it on the weekends. And when you first start out, maybe you do come up out of it with just uh, you know, a gluten-free bun with your burger or just a half of a sweet potato or some butternut squash. And that's what you're doing until you really start to lose the weight and you start to feel that, that shift in your body where your energy goes up, your brain lights up and you start to lose body fat. Then you can start toying a little bit with a little bit of higher carbs. So you can actually go out and enjoy life. So you can go out and you ha- have a couple glasses of wine. Maybe you go out for pizza, you get the gluten-free pizza, but you have three or four pieces and your carbohydrate intake on the weekend goes up even higher because you really kind of start to, you know, enjoy life. But guess what? You come right back into a state of fat burning. You, you do not gain five pounds by looking sideways at a brownie like you're doing right now. You enter into this beautiful state of fat adaptation Mm -hmm. where you can cheat a little bit. You can enjoy Christmas. You can go on a vacation and then come Monday, Tuesday, bam, you are right back in the fat burning. You are right back into being fat adapted and your body just springs back like that. And it's so cool to see. And it's really super amazing to see in my patients when they're, when they're kind of surprised, they're like, Hey, I actually enjoyed myself (laughs) this weekend and the scale didn't go up like it used to. I go, yeah, that's because you've been doing this the correct way long enough. Now you're fat adapted. Your body just springs back. It can handle those little bites of those little treats, those little vacations without freaking out and being 20 pounds heavier. Yeah. And for, and this is how we're supposed to live life. Right. And it's not like sitting there thinking all day long, what our next meal is going to be. And it's that fact that you can wake up in the morning and not feel like you have to eat right away. Right. And so we talked about this before, both on both of our podcasts where it's like, yeah, if I'm hungry in the morning, yeah. If it's been 10 hours, 12 hours, I'll do that. Sometimes like this morning, I didn't even break, break my fast until like two in the afternoon. So 
it's, it's just different on every single day. And it's a really, it's a good way to live life. <laughs> and you become more in tune with your body. You yes. really do. I mean, even if you think you're in tune with your body now, just wait. Because the more you really do implement keto the right way, just like all the speakers are talking about on here, the more you, you'll hit this point where you're like, wow, I can actually listen to my body's own hunger signals. And I don't get hangry during the day. And I can go more than two to four hours without eating, without dropping down into that hangry, brain foggy, irritable state that occurs when you are not fat adapted. When you are just running on glucose, you will have those severe highs and that's where you're in the fat storage mode because your insulin's high and your blood sugar's high. And then you'll dip down where there's a high, there's an equal and opposite low. You'll go into those lows. And that is, that's when the vending machine starts to call, right? That's yeah. where we go and we start reaching for the, the Snickers and the, and the cookies and the crackers at around 2 p.m. because you start to dip down into that low. And literally, it's your body giving you a signal that, hey, your blood sugar is too low. You need to bump it up. When you become fat adapted, when you've been doing keto the right way, you get into a wave-like pattern where you don't have those super duper highs and you don't have those lows. And, and you just realize one day that you're like, wow, I'm not hungry all the time. I just went till, like you said, 2 p.m. Yeah. without eating. And I wasn't brain foggy. I wasn't starving. I didn't feel like I needed to run to the vending machine. I was okay. And, and that's a pretty cool thing because that's just Absolutely. you even tuning into your body even more. Which is exactly what we need to do. Yeah. Well, Dr. Amy, thank you so much for all this information today. Tell them exactly where they can find you on social, your website, all your good information. Yeah. Like Dr. Lisa said, I have a podcast. It's a thyroid fixer podcast on all podcast platforms. And then you can go to my website, Dr. Amy Horneman. So it's D-R-A-M-I-E-H-O-R-N-A-M-A-N, dramyhorneman.com. And on there, if you do want to connect with me, you can book a free discovery call if you're interested in getting your thyroid fixed and getting your hormones fixed and and getting your life back. So you can book a free discovery call to find out more about my services and us working together. I love it. Thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, thank you. Did you like that episode? I absolutely love having the opportunity to interview some of the best and brightest guests and to share them with all of you. So if I may ask you a huge favor, I would love it if you went on over to Apple Podcast and gave us a review. I personally read each and every one of them as they come in and I am always inspired by your feedback. So I would be so appreciative if you did that. And here is the legalese. All content provided by Dr. Lisa Olszewski and her guests in her programs, including this podcast, her website, summits, and other platforms, is for educational and informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider before you make any changes to your health routine, especially related to this content. Ask your physician questions about medical conditions. No statement has been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and products mentioned or discussed in these programs are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I hear it all the time. How do I get my kids to eat fruits and vegetables? How can I get them to take a multivitamin? Or even for our adults, I hate fruits and vegetables. How do I incorporate some of the great benefits of this? This is why I created the Nourish Super Greens and Super Reds. You are going to love them. They are all organic. You have organic green blend and an organic red antioxidant blend. But what else I love about this? 
I brought in immune support as well. So we have such amazing superfoods, all of the different mushrooms that are in there, along with digestive enzymes. And you can just mix it into your smoothie. You can mix it into some water, but it tastes good. There are no added sugars. You're going to love it. So just click the link below or go to drlisao.com and click the shop button.